You are listening to Proudly Resents. Oh, reason. I, I can't even I hear you. Well. Hi, this is Sammy Wazell. Uh, proudly Resents. The Cult Movie Podcast. The Adam Biggest Men Show. To all you proudly resent listeners out there, just remember, you can't test on hospitality. How oh, are it? Hey, welcome to Proudly Resents, ProudlyResents.com. This is Adam Spiegelman. I'm here with two great comedians, very funny people. Judith Ben Ezra, she's just the actress who's just on Chuck, and then the show got canceled. <laughs> the show is doing great. Every year they picked it up. Judith comes on one episode and they down. brought it down. Over there, co-conspirator is Maz Jobrani. Hey. A great comedian. He has a great podcast called Minivan Men. Mm-hmm. And on one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Better Off Ted. Yeah, Better Off Ted, also canceled. <laughs> Judith, 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 she just walked past the uh, production offices. And they're like, we got it, shut we it down. Nights of Prosperity, same thing. She flew out to New York and ruined it. Uh, today, this is a, a listener request. Joe Lacurio, I just messed up your name. He requested this movie. It's called Fair Game with Sean Penn, and it's based on the true story Valerie of, Plain. Sp- of Valerie Plain. It was excellent. Yeah. I didn't oh, yeah. think it was so bad. Yeah. He, he, Fair Game? Yeah, the Valerie Plain story. It just I came out about a year ago. Watch. Sean Penn, yeah. Naomi Watts. Watch. Get out of here. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I make this joke because this is an awful film, and uh, we had to put you guys through. It is with almost, when I say Sean Penn, and you said who's in that movie? Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts, that just came out. These actors are comparable. This is Fair Game from 1995, Billy Baldwin and Cindy Crawford. Yes, yes. These are like the anti-Sean Penn and the (laughs) anti-Naomi Watts. If you can't get either one of Sean Penn or Watts, and you can't get anyone else in the world, you can get uh, Baldwin and Crawford. And some surprise people in there, too. There's Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek has a small yeah. role at yeah. playing I thought, Selma when I Hayek. I thought I was like, you know, Selma Hayek was like, this is my big, this is my big break, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then it's one of those things as an actor where, I mean, when you when you take it, here's my question because if people want to, you don't even if people want to just watch ten minutes of it. It's free on Netflix. Watch ten minutes of it and you realize how bad it is. But like. As an actor, when you get any gig, you think to yourself, oh, wow. And at the time, Cindy Crawford was hot. Oh, yeah. Joel Silver is a huge producer. Joel yeah. Silver. And they got Billy Baldwin, who you don't know. You know Alec Baldwin's making waves. <laughs> Maybe Billy. And then so Selma must have been like, this is great. And I get this scene where I explode. It's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Well, it was so stereotypical Latina, right? Like over-the-top, hot-blooded Latina. The yeah. one ethnic person at all in the yeah, whole. Yeah, but she's thinking to herself, this is going to be great. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. This is big. This she's is Rosie happen. Perez. Yeah, she's Rosie Perez. Yeah. This is her chance. And everything you do, you you think will be great at some point. Of course, oh, this you, is gonna be, this is gonna be my big break. There's nothing Things worse are. than being on a project and then like as you start like noticing how it falls mm-hmm. apart, you're like, hmm, the, you know, they the the call they call me the call times are much earlier than they need to be. <laughs> the PA doesn't really seem to have it together, and then and then everyone's like, yeah, the director's really off. You're like, the director's off too. Like, like you just feel it just falling <sighs> apart. I, I don't know if you want to name names, but was there a project like that where you're at some point and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Well, Judith is nodding her head. You Ray Liotta so- movie that I thought was going to be my big... I, I did a movie a couple years ago. Ray Liotta was the star. I was his FBI agent partner. I was like, oh my God, I watched Goodfellas again. <laughs> like, I was so excited about yeah. it. And it was a colossal piece of shit through and through. What uh, what was it called? And it's on DVD by the night. Oh, it's now called Ticket Out. 
That's our next film, Ticket Out. That was your Ticket Out of Hollywood, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Right back to Nebraska. (laughs) School teacher, Judith Benoza. It's it's crazy because what you just said, in your mind you go, oh, it's got a great pedigree, it's got... And then, but then what you realize is like, if you go put like, you know, IMDb Robert De Niro, he's made like 90 bad films and like three good films, you know? Like all these guys, because that's what they do, they got to take these films, and half the time, I think what happens is they write the script. They don't. The script's not done or at anywhere ready to be shot. But the guys like, look, I got three months. We got to start shooting. Yeah. And then they get going, and then we'll figure it out. Bad. What about that Pacino De Niro film? Heat. Heat. No, the second. They just made another cop film where they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like 80 years old, but both still oh, beat cops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, they got to yeah. be the worst cops ever. Yeah. yeah. There's you know, no promotion, no retirement. Well, I've done, you know, mine a lot. One one things that I've done recently is I've ended up doing like a lot of independent stuff, or like I'll agree to do, like a friend of mine's like, look, man, we're shooting this thing, and da 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 da, and I'm like, oh, all right. You know, because I do stand-up comedy, so I, right now I'm like, I, I, I kind of say like when I first started acting, my acting was paying for my stand-up comedy because I wasn't making anything with stand-up. Mm-hmm. Now I make a living doing stand-up, and I can say no to, you know, like I, as a Middle Eastern actor, Middle Eastern American, I've, I've said no terrorist parts. Mm-hmm. So it's like dried up. You know? <laughs> no we don't want to know parts. you. Can I have them? <laughs> you can, you, you, will take them. <laughs> But and then the the show will fold. Um, uh, you were on Twenty Four. That was the last season. We have to stop this. No, but but because of that, so so you get to say no to a lot of stuff. So then once in a while you get like some friends or somebody going like, Hey man, I got this part. It's not even. It's not a terrorist. It's this thing. And he's just a lawyer. And it's just one day. And you're like, You know what? I'm in town. I'll just go do it. And like I said, the minute you show up and you just you're like. You know, I mean, I've done, I just did a couple of like really small, like no budget. Mm -hmm. So like they had like, you know, the craft service table. It's like, you know, it's like a couple of uh, um, Snackwell cookies, Mm -hmm. you know. I worked in this movie with solo budget. The producer came over and cut the bagels into sections and put uh, uh, cream cheese on each section, like like into tents. He goes, no one eats a whole freaking bagel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those, those you guys. Like, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no, not even, not only is there like no trailer, there's like no one's got like, there's no car for you to go. Like, like they had me on some like fold-out chair just sitting out in the sun. I was like, you know, my color's gonna change by the time I'm ready to shoot. Right, it's gonna be and, two different shots. Oh man, it's horrible. Well, this was a big budget film, this fair game. This was gonna be Cindy Crawford's. They, that we didn't matter who the male was, because she's gonna carry this film. Yeah. And let's just say it, she's the fucking worst actress in this film. Horrible. There's nothing there. I felt like. Look, when I was watching it, I made all these notes. I got like 10 pages of notes because it was just, it was so bad. I, I, as, as I was watching it, it felt like she was in a scene study class. Yeah. And I felt like going into the movie and going, okay, Cindy, let's talk about your motivation. <laughs> let's have one. You know, in this scene, you're upset. In this scene, you're happy. Your change, your, your expressions need to change. Because even in the commercial she did, she had more expression. Like when she sold Pepsi or whatever she was selling mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, well, first of all, this poor d- director, I looked it up, I don't think he directed anything afterwards. Nothing. Which right there, <laughs> this guy, I you know? it. it might have been his choice. It oh, might have been like, He's the Judith Benezra of directors. <laughs> there you go. He does should it, be. He's gone. The plot of, this movie is actually based on a book, believe it or not, called Fair Game. And and again, not the Valerie Plain story, but a real... And then the movie Cobra with Sylvester Stallone was the first adaptation of this movie. What? what? Yeah. I can't even comprehend that. How did Cobra that? become... How did, was, did, Cobra, was, did, it, did Cobra happen in Miami or does it matter? Does it I don't think it mattered. Yeah, it might have been Miami, but it, it was more just a generic cop film. And they changed her from a lawyer to a, a model so they can do that one obligatory model scene. 
But like this movie, it made no sense. There was just explosions. Well, she was a lawyer, though. And this, so she, so, she had a suit. So the, yes. With a skirt. Well, that when was we first so meet her. short. Did you notice how short that skirt was? She's like, take me seriously. Stop looking at my boobs. Oh, yeah. Like, your boobs. I can't oh. stop looking at your legs. And outside of her office and outside of in her apartment, she had this plaque that said, it's the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. notice that yeah, both yeah, yeah. at home and at work? So yeah. we really had to buy. She's a lawyer. We well, know. Well, if she's you're a, a doctor, you have a stethoscope hanging up. And, you know, <laughs> you're wearing one all the time, <laughs> well, listen, even when you go first of all, to the uh, store. For, for, oh yeah, there's a, there's so much, so many levels of badness. First of all, with like Crawford, you know, some agent was like, "I'm going to cash it on Cindy Crawford," right? <laughs> yeah. This idea, like she's hot. Let's do this. Right. And you know, she's no Charlize Theron. Let's just put it that way. Like Charlize Theron was a model, and she oh, bangs it. You know, she nails it. She's a great actress. She's a great actress. Cindy, horrible. And the movie, though itself, it, it it starts right away. It's you're in it. Like they don't even explain. It. Like, I watched like like I watched about like I think 49 minutes. I tried to get through the whole thing. At about at about 30 minutes, I wanted to walk out of the movie, and I was at home. <laughs> There's nowhere for me to walk out of. He was on the plane. Yeah. But like it starts the movie right away because a lot of movies when they start like they have like uh, I was thinking I was thinking it's kind of like it's like a really bad lethal weapon. Like you know, Lethal Weapon, like any any of these movies, action movies, they'll have like a a, a, a big set action piece at the very top that right. is unrelated to the rest of the movie. It just shows how crazy this thing is. One of the cops is, yeah. Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. You know, the actually, you know, he's 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 doing Fast a sting talking. operation on on the uh, cigarette thing and yeah, he ends yeah. up on a chase and yeah. then the the, the the you know the chief comes in, Axel, you know, I got your ass, Axel. You know, now you should go out for those roles. You know, of course, man. Yeah. But so. So this thing starts right away. She's jogging. First of all, cheesy, cheesy. Uh -huh. Like this dude, director, whoever it was, he's like, I mean, it almost feels like they were like, how can we make this like the generic cheesy sunrise kind of, and we want to be Miami Vice, but we're not. Right. You know, and then there's this shooting right away, and we don't. I didn't. I watched for like 50 minutes. I still didn't know why they were trying to kill her. Was there a shooting? They were trying to kill her in the first. They were scene? trying to kill her in the first. We we don't find out. Boxed. Honestly, we don't find out till 52 minutes into the movie. Exactly. Like they don't tell you what's going on. And the first two scenes is set up how uh, hard nosed she is and how crazy William Baldwin is, but they don't set up the plot. Well, at all. they kind of telegraph it in that scene with Dan Hadaya when he's talking about the boat. So she goes yeah, into a Well, the boat, I still don't understand. The boat was anchored to Russian money. So I guess she's a divorce lawyer, and her client, I'm guessing the woman, in the, in the wife, was going to get the, this boat from the husband. Okay, but the but boat, the boat? Is both Cuban and Russians run this boat, and they both have stuff in this boat that they don't want the wife to have. First of all, I don't know why anyone would want this fucking boat. It looks yeah. like shit. It looks yeah. like it sunk. I thought it was a joke. Look like that but Italian liner, it, like sunk. But once he gets the boat at the end, by the way, he wires nine hundred and seventy million dollars to you an offshore account. In nine hundred seventy million? Yeah, that's what Victor Maitland. Did like in ninety-six, it was Victor Maitland. That, was that Victor guy got did was all the bad guys. He's yeah, the yeah. Bad guy. Why were you complaining about? He took all your terrorist parts. I know he did, right? <laughs> he was. Remember, he was trying to get all this morals. money wired to an offshore account. It was like $960 million. Right. That's what that That's a lot had. of money back yeah. then. That's like if today, like the ransom would be like, we want $1 trillion. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they had to kill her off so they can keep the boat. Yeah. Or they were so mad well, yeah, at her. See, that's the thing. Like, oh, she, I guess, uh, just kind of accidentally claims, not accidentally, like as her, as her little, first of all, Nick Tortelli. 
Yeah. What was his name again? Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. That guy, I love that guy. Yeah. He plays a sleazy lawyer. He plays a sleazy lawyer. And I was like, I was, I was happy to see him in it because he, I, I was sitting there going like, as an actor, is he thinking when he does this scene with, uh, with Cindy Crawford, is he thinking, oh, is this beautiful as Cindy Crawford? You know, it doesn't feel like it's, we're really connecting, but I think it'll show on the screen. Because <laughs> he's a real actor. He's a real actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, he, and he must have thought, oh, Cindy Crawford is pretty, you know, yeah. and he's like, the, you know, and he's Nick Tortelli, so we know he's a slime bag. Right, always <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I'm just wondering, like, if he was like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you, Miss Carr. We're gonna have a good time. Let's just be loose." And yeah. he's thinking, "I was like, because you got to think positively, right?" You know, I, I, and they I, gave him a bag of money, I'm sure. Yeah, probably a yeah. lot of money. And then, and so there was him. And the other one that I actually was very happy to see was Michael McDonald. Is oh, it yeah, Michael yeah, McDonald, yeah. right? Is it Michael McDonald? Uh, no. No, Chris McDonald. Chris McDonald. Yeah, yeah, he's so great. He's on that is, show. That, that, he was great. Yeah. Like, he actually can do... He's a great actor, too. Yeah. He's, he's an amazing actor. He's on Harry's Law. He Wait, plays I, you know what else the Bill Shatner role. Yeah. There, here, is a, here is a quiz show link. He was in Quiz Show, and the girl who played the uh, ballistics girl oh, was cousin. also in Quiz Show. Oh. She played the wife of John Turturro. Oh, very nice. I know that. And Michael, and he's also, it's Chris McDonald, right? Yeah, Chris yeah. McDonald. Chris McDonald's also in Boardwalk Empire. This yeah. guy, and he, and, he's, and he was like in, wasn't he in uh, Happy Madison? He, he played like the jerk. He's just a great actor. He, he does yeah. play a great jerk. He plays, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to see a guy like that come in and like take a movie like this and actually deliver, yeah. you're like, okay, so good acting can maybe prevail over bad directing, but, bad whatever. Yeah, there wasn't much of the good acting, though. No. Um, Billy Baldwin brings it. Even Selma Hayek, who plays Selma Hayek, she's fine, but it's just her screaming. Because I guess she was married to Billy Baldwin, and she threw him out, and he wouldn't take his stuff out. Yeah. And somehow it's okay for her to come into this police station and scream and yell and act like a crazy person. First of all, as a, a person of a little bit of color, um, you know, being Middle Eastern, and, and nowadays, you know, not, first of all, if this happened after September 11th, yeah. the boat would have been owned by, you know, an Arab dude. Just yes. so we know. <laughs> Thank God it before. Um, so but you don't really know what way. country, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. But no, but um, but um, I was actually very, you know, uh, uh, happy about the fact that the first scene in the police station, when the uh, the, the handcuffed uh, criminal takes pulls out the gun and tries to go ballistic, and and Billy Baldwin, you know, controls the situation. I was happy it was a white guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because they could have gone black guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at least there, this director maybe or somebody made the choice and said, no, let's make it a crazy white guy. Mm -hmm. So it isn't like the only, only black guys are criminals. There's just no black guys. No but black if you're white, no you have to have really bad skin. Yeah, yeah, really oh, yeah. Bad. You have to yeah, know that. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Oh, he, terrible he was pockmarked. Yeah. That's how you knew, because he was white, but he was pockmarked. Yeah, and I bet you, I bet you, if, I bet you the idea came up, like, look, we're in Miami, he should be Cuban, this mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, well, no, we already got we the already Cuban got bad guys. We can't double down on Cuban bad guys. Or have any Cuban cops or any Cuban anything else in the movie. No, that's it. Just that. That's it. So yeah. is that why it wasn't just bad? The, so the bad guys at the time had to be Russian. Just like you're saying now, they would have to be Arab. By the way, they were Russian with Eng one of them had a British accent. They yeah. had a German accent. And Victor Malin just kind of was like, I'm just going to do some he accent. The Victor the Malin accent. accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From bad guy. Yeah. yeah. But then there was the Cuban guy uh, who's a great actor who was on oh, the show. Yeah. Medium, yeah. yeah. But I, is that just because they had to have one Cuban? Like, if you shoot in Canada, you have to have a couple of Canadians. If they shoot in Miami, they had to have one Cuban. Yeah, well, maybe that's well. No, I mean, look, no. Everybody knows the Cubans and the Russians are bad guys. So they had so that <laughs> everyone I, knows. One of the problems, is, the biggest problem, is the script. It's like they didn't sit down and go. That, that's what I was getting at. Usually in a movie, like I was saying with Lethal Weapon, all these other things. 
they'll do like so so the idea is the first 10 minutes you do this one big set piece to show the characters mm -hmm. then he gets into some sort of trouble and now we go into the main story and we find out why this main story is happening mm -hmm. in this movie she's jogging in the opening credits <laughs> she gets shot at and then it just doesn't connect the, the dots don't connect now the russians are after her yeah we don't know why and not only are they not they're after her but they're they're not they're, they're not going they're not going nicely. Like they're straight up blowing up her house. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, when that scene where the house gets blown up, she goes flying out. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no marks, just a little scratch right here. They don't here. take her to the hospital, they take her to the police station. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Well, all right, so Billy Bowen happened to be there when her house blows up and they go, oh, we gotta hide her for protective custody. So they bring her to this crack hotel that they took over. Mm -hmm. So if you live in that neighborhood, you notice this crack hotel is dark all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now it isn't. <laughs> now you might be a little suspicious. Yeah. So the two other cops, the, the dumb cops are there mm -hmm. with them. There's only three cops protecting her. They want to order a pizza. Mm -hmm. They argue, they say Domino's pizza like 40 times. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's who blew up her house. <laughs> the owner of Domino's pizza. Well, After actually, I thought, I thought, the, thought, one, I thought the one line that was a great line. <laughs> was that abortion? Why? Years ago, it, it was said that the owner of uh, Domino's Pizza supported the group that blew up abortion, uh, abortion clinics. Oh, <laughs> look at you. You should have been in this uh, as an investigator. <laughs> but they keep saying, we want to get pizza, we want to get pizza. She says, why don't we order from my favorite place that knows me personally, apparently knows what she looks like, and they have my credit card, and have them deliver it with my name on it to this hiding place. Mm -hmm. And the cops say, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> like, yeah. And I love that the pizza owner who takes the order has to do a maroon in the yeah, phone. Yeah, right. Maroon, I'll order. But I'll tell, like, tell you, uh, this, this line was a great line when the bad guy, bad lady Russian shows up mm -hmm. to deliver the pizza, and the guy opens the door, and he says, if you were Domino's, I'd get a discount. And she goes, if I were Domino's, you'd still be alive. And then she shoots up. That is <laughs> like, a badass line. line. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, unless you were abortion clinic, she was pushing What it. about the cheesy video game graphics of this high-tech Russian... The heat um, sensor. The heat sensor. Yeah. It looked yeah. like a bad video game. I've right? seen, have you ever seen the heat sensor footage? No. Around that time, I did a news story about it. And it's really amazing because it, it looks like that. It's like everything is black and then there's a green dot. And it was his police were, were chasing a guy down in Florida, of course, and he was hiding underneath the house. So you can see nothing's green except for one guy in a fetal position. It's amazing. So it really works, but it doesn't look as cheesy. But they had to make it look. So it's kind of like a mammoth, what's it called? The, the sonogram, what's it called? When you like a sonogram. Ultrasound. ultrasound. Yeah. It's like an ultrasound for criminals. Yeah, and it works it's really like well. Right there. It was cool. It's kicking. It's going to feel really boy. cold. It's a boy. <laughs> but, but they had to make it bigger because it's a movie, obviously. So it's like red and orange and it's pulsating. And of course, she's taking a shower like eight times in this movie. That's Wait too. a minute. Okay, yeah. now we have to talk about There's a little bit of that. So in the first shower scene, she... It looks like she's in the shower, but she's not. She's washing her shirt because then she walks out of the shower. And it, you think that she's showering because she doesn't have clothes, but if, when the camera moves, she's wearing a strapless bra. Uh -huh. You can physically see the strapless bra. So I was like, okay, so she's wearing this. But then all of a sudden the bra has straps 
the next scene. Well, now, now you're getting into continuity, and yeah. this is really not fair to the continuity person. Take here. other problems. The continuity person was like, this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what do I care? But Since she I showed care? her breasts in the movie, so not why in the really. shot? Sure she did. No, there was side boob of side There's boob. two side boob shots when she changes into his wife beater tank top, which is a half shirt. Mm, yeah, why is he doing with a half shirt? And when they no have sex me. on the train. Do you see your you boobs? You I missed the sex uh, on the yeah, train. I gotta tell you something. Cindy Crawford worth waiting for. But she's not sexy. I was watching. She's kind of got like she's she's very masculine in her. And mm-hmm. when I was, I kept looking. I was like, just the she just even the casting of you're trying to go for like sex appeal. It, right. It's not there. Well, it's well, also I think that she's just so there's just nothing there. She's like, I'm so acting. Hard. I'm. Acting. I, I would say her acting is wooden, but I'd be insulting wood. Because <laughs> there was no, there was nothing. She was really mannish. Yeah, definitely. I, I, that's the least of the problem. So that's you know, the part I liked. And she's always in those heels. <laughs> she's, she's still in her lawyer heels, wearing the jeans or the short, whatever. And the outfits that they were, oh, changing in my t-shirt. Like she's constantly wearing his stuff, but it's right. always like showing oh, yeah. her midriff. <laughs> yeah, that, he's also a male stripper, apparently. He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing a lot of mid- midriff shirts. Now, wait a minute. Okay, first, first of all, <laughs> first of all, the the FBI thing that they mess up like the guy comes in this weird dude shows up he's like I'm FBI and they're like oh okay and then <laughs> and then they go now this is supposed to be like something crazy's happening in this police station like people are blowing up cities this whole city of Miami is being blown up right and Chris McDonald who plays the the chief is like you get her back here and then and then now Billy Ball's like I don't know who I could trust first of all no one's there, there, there hasn't been anyone that that blew the trust. It's just it's the it's, it's the, the fucking card. credit card. Yeah. All right. How about you know? That was so dumb. Yeah. yeah. Ron, it's the stupid girl. But, <laughs> oh, but not only does he say the credit, with the credit card again. <laughs> okay. It's okay. You want to go to hideout twelve? <laughs> Secret. That's how they found Osama. Just before I run the card, this is trackable, right? <laughs> okay, great. Very good. Here you go. Here's your. No, card. they tracked it because the the other guy who works there typed it into a computer. I know. A 1995 version of a computer. The order. There's two people working in the pizzeria. <laughs> The guy on the phone, yeah. the guy who typed it in, yeah. and then the guy who made it. Same yeah. and, two and, people. And, and then, and then the the cheap ass motel they go to, they run the credit card. Didn't they run the credit card there? Or mm-hmm. oh no, yeah, it was a motel. It was like a really mm-hmm. bad motel. Right, right. That they go to. Oh, because they the keep they don't know why house. they keep catching them. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. guy's got literally has LoJack on his car. I trust. <laughs> you have LoJack, you moron. Not Mastercard. That's who you can't trust. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but then the FBI do shows up and they send them. So they send. Uh, the FBI to escort them. So now this is like the biggest case you've had. Now look in Batman. I think was it was it Batman where like the Joker breaks out and like uh-huh. runs away. Like they have like you know they they have like major. They have a lot of cars, helicopters. Like they go over the top. Like and mm-hmm. this is you know. But in this movie, they just send Billy Baldwin and his friend. <laughs> yeah. And this just and one gets in one car with one FBI yeah. agent. The other one gets in the other car with another FBI agent who sounds Russian by the yeah. way. Oh, I thought that was. I thought he did it later on. No, you're right. He was rushing the whole time. Yeah. If I'm a, if I'm a cop, I'm like, wait a minute. We should have backup. <laughs> or the Russians are after us. Oh, the, and this guy's Russian. This guy's Russian. This is you know. And oh my god. And 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 this partner, that was so cold, got shot in the dick. Oh yeah. He sh- that was horrible. Shot him in the dick and then the back of the head. You gotta like, wonder like what the so... choice was again as the director if he was like, yeah, I think we should do the dick first because that just shows how bad you guys yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, really you guys will shoot another man yeah. in the dick and then you they know don't dick around. Yeah, no, but listen, Yo. if you're gonna shoot him in the dick, then at least like if, here, this is me directing like. Or if Please, were, somebody needs or, to direct or, that yeah, film. If, if I were the writer, I'd be like, look, if we're gonna shoot him in the dick, then there's there's a reason because we want to keep him as a hot. We want to keep him. We don't want him dying right. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just shoot him in the dick. 
Like, why the dick? And the, unless if like, I go, let's go back in the script and have a joke. Maybe somebody makes a joke about him having a small penis. And then he gets and he shot. he comes back with, I got small penis. Here's your small penis. <laughs> <laughs> right? Movies starting to make sense now. They gotta, well, that's what you're saying too about the beginning of these action movies where they have a big action mo- thing in the beginning. It always connects to something later on. Mm-hmm. Some Hayek never comes back. Mm-hmm. Like in the last scene, she came out and she beat up the bad guys, or she's or she yeah. was able to hide them with his moving van or something. It would have been connected and it would have made sense. There is a what? There is a sex scene towards the end of the film, so yeah. I would fast forward train. at least an hour on the train after he drives a car into the train, mm-hmm. which is uh, using uh, Transporter Three, <laughs> the same the same move. And, yeah. and then there was the <laughs> there was the. Uh, uh, I say it was like a die-hard moment uh, because uh, uh, I think there was it was like they oh oh Billy Baldwin is so Billy Baldwin's in the hotel and they track his phone they call him on the phone and so Billy decides to Billy is going to outsmart them and he's going to call some random, gra- number. random number random and a number. black dude the Chris Tucker of the movie shows up <laughs> with a big hat a huge hat yeah. a, a cap and a half yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. and like Billy Bob's like I'm gonna come get you cause he knows the Russian dude's listening and, the, and then the the black guy's like you come on down motherfucker <laughs> I actually thought that, that dude, made me laugh he did it pretty, I was like that's yeah. kinda funny but what's funny is Billy Baldwin had like that was his kind of diehard moment because he I forget what he says in there but he kind of I'm he's gonna like, kick your ass I'm coming to get you yeah. you know and you're like oh my god that's not how cops work yeah <laughs> you should go protect her and get out of town get out of Miami get out of Miami and 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 get, get rid of the, the credit movie. cards get rid of the get out of the movie get out of the <laughs> uh, yeah Joe wrote a couple of things about the credit card and he also said the sex scene is the most bizarre one because they set it up with the slow mo and sultry music and then she grabs his uh, waistband. It's very sultry. And then the henchmen enter the sidecar. And then suddenly oh, yeah. Billy's like writing, having sex with her. Mm-hmm. They, they totally just jump around. Well, everything is like the, the, the whole slow-mo. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I don't know what this guy ended up doing as a director afterwards. But it's like there was, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to try and break the mold. We're not going to do a cheesy shot in slow-mo and the cheesy music. We're going to do something completely different. You know, it wasn't Memento. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Born Identity fight scenes where they're like, "We're gonna get these cameras going." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think the guy had a lot of ideas on what. Well, you, we just talked about doing bad projects. You can get on a project, and I've got this when I started new shows, and they say it's not gonna be like everything else. Like in the movie producers, when they go to the mm-hmm. director, he's the worst director because he always says turn, turn, kick, turn. Yeah. And he agrees to do the play, and he says, "I am not gonna do turn, turn, kick, turn," and they get really nervous, and he goes, "I'm gonna do." Turn, turn, kick, turn. It must be the same thing. Yeah. This movie's going to be totally different. No slow-mo, no cheesy shots, no Russians. Yeah. And then by the time they shoot. Uh, would you, right, so usually ask two things. Uh, what is the moral to this movie, if it has one? And uh, would you recommend this film? Would you um, recommend the film, I think? I think the moral of the story is um, Cindy Crawford, she, good for, I, mean, she, I think she got it. She stuck with modeling. That's <laughs> the moral. And selling yeah. soda. Yeah, that was yeah. it. I think, so that was the moral of the, mo- the story. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane. God, moral of the story. I always say carry an extra bag of makeup and clothes because you may have to wear Billy Baldwin's half tank top for a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you That's true. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't wear, yeah, you don't have to wear male stripper clothes. Had full makeup on too. Well, she had. She took your advice yeah. for the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I say, yeah. If you can wear pumps, bring sneakers with you. Like yeah. And Russians but, are badass. That's another moral. They fucking are. Yeah. Though. They're badass. I think there's a lot of this. You know what? This story, this movie had a lot of morals. <laughs> um, and then what was the second question? Would you recommend it? Yeah. 
Like, as a bad film, as a good time. Yeah, if you're like really just like like drunk or stoned or something, and you just want to group with a group, with a group alone, it was hard. To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I you hate yourself. You I stopped. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I could, couldn't do it. I thought you wrote me to do mine that I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, I couldn't. Because, you know, it, it's funny because when you're watching a, ba- a movie that bad, yeah. you start going through your mind. You're like, oh my God, I got so many things I need to do. I need to get, I, I need to uh, shower. I got a nap. Um, uh, I need to, uh, whatever. I mean, whatever's on your, I mean, I, I just start, I, I actually started getting nervous. I was like, and I would look at it. I was like, that's another 45 minutes. And I was like, of my life, of my, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I just imagine you on the road, like bored. Because oh, we were going to do another movie that was recommended. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I was looking forward to seeing that actually. Ah, you said it was, the, it was the first, uh, who, whose first movie? Uh, uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin's first movie. Oh, wow. He has a, a part in it. Oh, wow. That but I thought maybe that was, I thought this would be easier to watch. But we saw more. Salma Hayek's first movie. And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. So it was, is it her first movie? I don't know. It uh, feels like, like it. It had early a, it must have been 12 She didn't have time. boobs then. Did you notice that? Oh, no, I didn't. I always thought her boobs were real. I yeah, think they, they are. No. When I touched really them, they were real. <laughs> <laughs> they were much smaller in fair game. Well, now I'm going to go rent it now again. Now you're going to go <laughs> watch it again. Why not? Well, thank you very much for doing the movie, uh, watching the movie and doing the show. Sorry if there's any other notes you guys had about this lovely no, film. No. Uh, I mean, well, there was one line that did amuse me. Go ahead. Right before they blow up when she comes home and gives her cat a little milk in the saucer and you know the cat's not gonna live and then she says do you want to watch headline news and the cat meows she goes it's not gonna kill you and then she turns the tv on that's when the explosion happened i thought that's terrible beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and judith we were talking about uh bad auditions you had an audition recently I did have a bad audition. <clears throat> I went in for uh, Franklin and Bash for a lawyer. What's Franklin and Bash? I've heard of it. It's with Mark Paul Gossler and Breckenmeyer on TNT. TNT, okay, okay. Malcolm McDowell, a couple of lawyers. Okay. You were up for a uh, terrorist party. <laughs> I, yeah, I was up, uh, yeah. I've been <laughs> it's not even about terrorists. Well, they're writing one in for you. Well, they're big fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid's show. It's on Nickelodeon. Well, they're going to have terrorists now for you. Go ahead. <laughs> so it was for a lawyer, and it was a great part really tough cross-examination <clears throat> and I had just got off a plane the night before and was sick hey. and so I was having a tough time breathing having a bit of like a coughing attack before I went in the room and so you know on lawyers when they do the cross they set them up by being real friendly in the beginning so oh how long have you been married and then they go you are da, 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 da. so I was amping up and I was getting ready for it and Jason Alexander's directing so I was super oh, excited yeah. like oh this would be great he has hair now he has a toupee now oh jeez and um, so <laughs> I started it grew back I started fair. amping up and I was doing that kind of setup thing and then I started to cough like feeling like a coughing coming on oh, but I thought no. just ignore it just ignore it suppress the cough and I literally choked <laughs> the audition. I started to choke on all my lines and I couldn't guess so it would be like and then did you and then did you say that and I just I literally choked choked terrible they were more worried about you they were concerned about me and I had to step outside get some water and uh they had my SAG card revoked. <laughs> yeah. like, no, that was a choice. I made. This lawyer is so emotional. She starts choking. I literally. <laughs> no, I actually choked. So yeah, the, and surprisingly, to- did not book that role. We will not see you playing no. the dying lawyer. No. But how great would it have been if they called you and said, we loved it. Do it again. 
<laughs> I was dizzy when I walked out. I had no oxygen going to my brain. <laughs> if you got that part, you would have died. Oh, were there any stories like that with you? Uh, I don't for think I choked like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Not literally. No, I'm trying to think about like uh, uh, really bad auditions. Um, gosh, they're, they're not going. I mean, like it's funny. Recently, I've gotten parts when I've really kind of been like. Uh, like when I've thought like I, like I went I went out for a Mexican part on on TV. I've played Mexican before in a movie that my friend was directing, and it was fun because he was directing it and he actually had written it as a Middle Eastern guy. Mm -hmm. But I read it and I was like, like I was like this dude's Mexican. He's not Middle Eastern. He's like he had all this stuff about him like going to like I don't know. It was like I don't know. It was not not salsa, but like some like it was like very the like, guy seemed very Latin more than he did Middle Eastern. And he's like you know what I love that let's do it. And it was a movie and it was my friend. He's like let's do it. So then I got an audition for this TV show that came and went on Fox. Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was just out last year, um, but it was for an, a Mexican. So I show up and I see all my like Latino comedian friends. <laughs> Al Madrigal guys, he gone out for it. He didn't get it. <laughs> so I went and I'm like, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get this. You know, I was like, I'm just gonna have fun with it. So you know, I went in there. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I was like, really? That's so awesome. You know, the Mexican NAACP is going to come after you. Right? Yeah. Brown face. Yeah. No, so I've been doing that lately. I booked another thing recently that I, that was, it was just like, I was just like throwing it away. And anytime you care, anytime you're like, oh, mm. this is with Tom Hanks and I get to play his like buddy. Oh, definitely. This is it. This is the one. I'm perfect. And it's a guy with a goatee who's Iranian. <laughs> his name is Maz. His name is Maz. He's meant to be. Oh. You don't get those. Oh. It's a killer. Yeah. So, well, thanks guys for coming. Um, Prowlerzents, Prowlerzents.com. Maz Jabrani, listen to Minivan Men. MazJabrani.com. Sure, if you like you like the uh, the Twitter, the at MazJabrani. Do you Twitter? I tweet, yeah. I gotta get Mazda on that. Running. I gotta get No, that. you should wait. And the internet, Activator. You know what I'm learning is you gotta tweet when everyone's watching. So like yesterday, the Super Bowl, I yeah. saw, I tweeted. And, and first of all, I forgot to do this. If you do, like, if you're gonna do, like, if you do, like, a pound, like, a hash mark, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's a hash mark. A hash mark. Hashtag. A hashtag. Hashtag. And you put, like, I even know. And you put, like, Super Bowl. <laughs> Then a lot of people are gonna. How does that work? Does that well, mean? Because you 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 go on and you type hashtag uh, Super Bowl, and then anything with a hashtag will come up on your screen. So do people do people actually do that? Do people yeah. sit there and go like hashtag Oscars? Oscars. Yeah. And so they're just waiting to like see what people are saying. Mm -hmm. See, I messed up because like one of my like one of the ones that got the most retweets was when the halftime show started. And I tweeted, I said, the Super Bowl just got really gay. Because it was, that was <laughs> a lot of people retweeted it. And yeah. I forgot to do Super Bowl with a hashtag. But you said the word Super Bowl, so that would have helped. So that helped, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it did hashtag and everyone had lined up for it. It would have just popped up everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and then after the halftime uh, thing, they had uh, Clint Eastwood like, was doing a voiceover for this commercial where like, you know, he's like, the, you know, the car industry's back or whatever. He's like yeah. really badass. I go, Eastwood just manned this shit up again. <laughs> and I actually like, like about three quarters through the, through the uh, halftime show, I was like, Vince Lombardi's rolling around in his grave right now. <laughs> it's just like, of the, I mean, the halftime show, it was great, but it was, it's just Madonna and like all this stuff. Like it's supposed to be manly, you know, anyway. Yeah. But, but I ended up picking up a lot of people because I think I was tweeting during the Super Bowl. So you're supposed to tweet, like supposedly Norm MacDonald last year during the Oscars, 
was just going off, uh-huh. and his numbers just grew a lot. Oh, all right. So, so do it when so people care. Do you care. keep track of that? That's, that's the thing. Is that lobbying and trying to get people to follow you? Just no, I don't do like that. I just, so no, I just like. I mean, when I do stand up, I'll mention it. You know, or if I'm doing a radio thing, I'll mention it. You. Or if you do like a show like this. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, I did, I did Joe Rogan's thing, and Rogan's got a lot of people in his room. Oh, you're going to do much better here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, the, but, but I got a bunch of people following me after that. And, then, and, and you know, obviously, it, it keeps track of how many you have. Okay. But it's, it's easy, it, it, yeah. Like, I do, like, one, one or two a day. The tweets. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Like some, guy, some people are just walking and doing it. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah, or they stop a conversation and be like, oh, I'm going to tweet that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I have to tweet. You don't have to. And for me, for me as a comedian, it's a little different because we are, I, I say like as a comedian, when you're touring, it's imagine if you had a movie coming out every weekend. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to do the numbers every weekend. Right. So it's, it gets, it, it gets tough. Like you got to be out there and let people know where you're going to be, you know, like, if, you know, so, so for me, it's a tool I have to use, you know? Um, All right. I might as well but cave and do it. Yeah. And you come out of that audition yeah. and be like, I just choked. <laughs> <Literally> <laughs> Hashtag choking lawyer Franklin and Bash. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I see Judith on a show uh, coming up that's going to get canceled right after she's probably. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Tom Hanks thing. That's coming. The Electric City. So it's, it's an animation. It's an animated series that he created that's coming yeah. out this summer called Electric City. That's cool. What network? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I think it's, is it going to be on like Tom Hanks? I have no idea. No. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow, look for it. Just hear Tom Hanks. I'll we'll have to ha- find out. You pay attention to details, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it took that check cleared. Is that all that matters? She heard Tom Hanks. Well, uh, follow us on Facebook and recommend a film, and we'll do it. Our Twitter is proudly re- at proudly resents. Uh, subscribe if you like the episode. Put it on Twitter. Tell people about it. And uh, otherwise, screw off. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Adam, that, we're, we're out of time for this interview.